Real stories from the team at Northern California's country radio station. Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. You are inside Froggy 92.9. Welcome inside Froggy 92.9, quarantine edition, shelter in place edition. This SIP inside Froggy 92.9, maybe we'll talk about that in a second. My name is Dano, and I'm joined by our midday host. Hey, it's Jen. Our morning show, one half of which is from the great state of Georgia. Hello. And the other half is the youngest. Can anybody hear me? I can't. This happens every damn time with this. Tanner. Oh no, he's gonna combust. It's there. Hello. (laughs) I can hear you guys. All right, should we do it again? Look, you you can't blame that one on Greg. I was like, if there's one more technology snafu, my mind will blow. And I, That's Tanner, I, I will have a crisis. And the other half of the morning show, he considers himself the oldest and least attractive DJ in Sonoma County. He is. I'm Tanner. And I feel like the oldest and ugliest on-air personality in Sonoma County right now. Why? Because I look so beautiful today? Yeah. My bags under my eyes have bags under them. <laughs> Audrey! Well, welcome inside Froggy 92.9. We all share one story from uh, inside our life, but I'll start with something kind of cool that's going to happen on the station coming up here in a couple of weeks. Actually, not even a couple of weeks. It's just like a week away. Of course, country summer should have been uh, this Father's Day weekend, and so we put together something really cool, which is called SIP Country Summer, Shelter-in-Place Country Summer. It's a virtual concert on the radio. It's going to be really cool. We're going to have extended sets and interviews uh, with Eric Church and Kelsey Ballerini and Chris Young. Brought to you by our friends at the new Bud Light Seltzer, Michelob Ultra, and Redwood Credit Union. Just some thoughts, some reaction from the, from the room on uh, our radio special coming up. Jen? I'm excited about it. I think that it's a fun event that we're putting on and it's nice my favorite part so far is what we've been working on looking at like the past country summers and like kind of revisiting a little bit of that on top of of course the new stuff i like looking back at the the history of country summer it's been a wild but fun ride it's a great way to celebrate country summer without country summer happening at that time you know for someone like me who i've only been to one country summer like jen said we get to acknowledge the history of country summer and how far it has come and you know get to avoid sunburns and wearing shorts in public too tanner dreads wearing shorts in public (laughs) i do it's so bad dan is showing us his extremely white legs and shorts stop What is that? He's got some sort of like red cut on his leg. I jumped a fence. Didn't twist my ankle this time. Oh, good. I would say that I'm really excited about SIP Country Summer. Well, go. You have the floor. Go. I just would like to say that. (laughs) I'm excited to kind of see how the listeners react to it and how everyone else feels about it because this is i mean never really done anything like this before right no i mean unprecedented so i'm really excited just to see how it turns out we always come up with a unique way to figure out how we're all going to tell our one story for the podcast and i want to ask everyone in the room how many hours of sleep do they get a night unusual not not what you want but how many you usually end up getting i'll start a six jen i have to at least have seven so seven I would say six typically, but usually I've been getting five. Five. Amber? I would say I get seven hours of sleep. Woo! Not enough. I need like 12. I really need like nine, but the seven is what I normally get. I nap for at least an hour a day, though. Couldn't nap if you put a gun to my head. (laughs) 
it's not a thing that I can. Well, let's do that. Let's do smallest to largest. So we got five, six, and then two sevens. So uh, Tanner, you'll go first. Something happened to me. I have never even, wasn't even a blip on my radar yesterday. I got in my car last night to go to the grocery store and I, I looked down at my cup holder and I noticed the top of my soda can was completely busted open. And it looked like someone from the bottom up punched a hole through my soda. And I realized my can of soda, and you guys, this probably isn't a big deal to you, but my can of soda exploded in my car. It was so hot inside. Being someone from Washington, I've never heard of such a thing like this. Uh, Amber and I were talking about off the air this morning about like weird heat things. Amber was like, yeah, you can't have anything like a can of soda or a bottle of water or anything like that in your car. And that's something that I didn't even register in my mind. So I looked all around my car. There was soda spray marks everywhere. And I was like, oh gosh, everything's sticky. My steering wheel was sticky and I cleaned it up. But it was the first time I realized how hot California was. I know that sounds ridiculous. But then I looked at my dash, it was 101 outside. So I guess my question is, is when it comes to heat, as someone who, one, doesn't do well in heat, and two, isn't used to the heat still, even a year living here in Sonoma County, what, what, are, what are some things I should look out for, for heat-related things? Like Amber brought up heat bumps. I didn't even know what that was. It's like a heat rash. Oh, yeah. The people can get if their, like, sweat is trapped and it's, like, really hot outside, so you get little, like, bumps on your skin. Or it could just be, like, essentially look like a pimple, too. People get them in Georgia all the time, especially, like, in their hair because all the sweat and stuff is trapped mm-hmm. and, and it's hot. It's pretty gross. But he was, like, feeling around on the back of his head this morning. He's like, I got a pimple. And I was like, oh, it's probably just a heat bump. And I was like, what the hell is it? <laughs> I, I've never even heard of the soda thing. I mean, Amber, is that, I mean, especially with Coke being from Georgia, is that a thing down there? Yeah, you're not supposed to keep anything carbonated, like, that it's closed. I mean, like, if you left an open Coke can, it would probably be fine. But also, like, aerosols, hairspray, or anything like that, you're not supposed to keep in your car, especially not in Georgia, it gets hot and it could explode. Um, but yeah, I've had, a, I've had, like, a can Coke explode in my car. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous to open the trunk of my car because I literally have a whole flat of Tanner's kicking the pants from Third Street Ale Works in the trunk of my car, and I am scared to open it. When It'll probably be okay. Film it, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be so skunky. Why did you waste that back there? Well, well I didn't expect it to explode. <laughs> we also don't keep beer in your it- car. You take it into your home, you put it in the fridge, and then you put it to your face. I'm still working on uh, a whole nother flat of it still. I'm a very casual beer drinker. I'm not like, go, 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 go. Drink like a half a beer maybe every once in a while. So it lasts me forever. So I'm a little nervous to open my car. Soda, on the other hand, I keep cans of soda in my car at all times because you never know when you need to Coke Zero down. So unfortunately, can't do that anymore. I'm trying to think of tips. You know, Sonoma County is not necessarily known for heat. I'm in Petaluma, which is a lot cooler. Um, the geography allows for a lot more of the offshore air to flow through. So we actually get fairly cold every night. Um, Santa Rosa, Healdsburg, Cloverdale, all winds are all hotter. So you definitely have more heat up there. But, you know, tips for dealing with the heat. Uh, windows, windows are a must. Um, blinds, get them shut. It actually makes a difference. I don't know, Jen, you got anything? I mean, the biggest thing for me, because I don't do heat very well, is obviously stay hydrated. But when we're like, if we're doing outdoor events or like a country summer, 
if I go in and out of like the heat into air conditioning, I'll get a migraine and it's game over. Oh, I've worked a handful of days at Country Summer with like full on, my head is going to explode and I might vomit, but I the show must go on going from the heat, heat and the humidity into the air conditioning and back it like throws off whatever the pH balance of my head or something and it gives me the worst migraine. So don't do that. Because it's not fun. I just feel very lucky for the fact that I do have AC in my apartment. The first apartment that I moved in here didn't have AC. And I remember around this time, there was another heat wave, just like the one we're currently going through. And I literally had to freeze towels in the freezer and put them on my cats. That's how oh, hot it was. Or else, they, because they weren't, they were panting. And when cats are panting, that's very bad. I'm maybe crazy. I really like heat. I don't like heat necessarily indoors, but when I'm outside, I love heat outside. Once I just give up on like looking good. I had a big presentation and I was like walking around in nice clothes for the day. That that would be bad to have heat. But you know, if I'm in shorts and I've just committed that I'm just going to be a sweaty guy today, you know, that like, <laughs> I, there's no pretense about looking good or like, you know, having to go do something for business purposes, then yeah, bring it on. I, I love because it's like working out without having to actually work out. You know, it's doing the work for you. You're just sweating. It's great. I don't know if that's how it works. Oh, yeah. No, that's <laughs> how it works. Well, yeah. I mean, if your heart rays up also, maybe. It, it, you tell me, Mr. It, Skinny. It, it reminds me of when I went to Texas a couple of years ago. I went to Texas and this woman told me like, oh, darling, in Texas, you just sweat your face off. She was talking about her makeup and stuff like that. And I believe it. Sweat your face off here. I'm used to 60 degrees and light rain all the time. Texas might actually yeah. be close to the sun than other states. Yeah. I know that it's the highest elevation, but I'm telling you, there's something about the dry, flat exposure of Texas that you just literally feel like you are on mercury. And it's just yeah. there. A suggestion I have for you is dry fit clothing. Like in Georgia, the like Nike dry fit shorts were really popular with girls and they had like some lining in it. And that's all we wore like in the summertime because it's just impossible. You sweat and you're muggy and you're nasty. And of course, the climate in Georgia is much different here. Cole and I were out walking room the other day and we were like, if this was Georgia, he'd have to pee in the house because yeah. it is like <laughs> unbearable and we don't miss it it actually feels great here i love dry fit shorts however dry fit shirts make my man boobs stick out so i'm gonna have to keep those in. do shirts like the one i'm wearing right now which is like the poly blend that's what i'm wearing one of those right now yeah or just any wear a bra <laughs> <laughs> any of those any of those super stiff 100% cotton quote unquote but they're like stiff and they feel like a tarp those will like kill you on a day yeah. like and i'm even wearing shorts right now i hate to say it i've been wearing shorts to work every day and you know i know i said when i moved here i will never wear shorts in public but i kind of have to at this point choice yeah. choice yeah I've been doing shorts and flip-flops to the station every day because <laughs> it's <laughs> hot and there's nobody else there, so try and stop me. So we were going by hours of sleep you get. I get about six, so Tanner had five. I'm six. I'm up next. Moments before we began this podcast, returned home from the McDonald's drive through which I've not been through in a long time, and my son was particularly good on a speech therapy Zoom 
and uh, he behaved and was focused the whole time, which is saying something. So his reward was going to his favorite place, which is McDonald's. Same. Uh, cool. We go to a lot of fast food, but you know, not usually McDonald's. He always wants McDonald's. And so it got me thinking, because we've talked a little bit about like what's your late night must have fast food type of stuff, like when you're drunk or hungover or something. But I was curious if it might be a slightly different conversation. What was your fast food place or your number one food place when you were a kid? What was it like? What was that magical place that you had to have? I can start if everybody needs a moment. Here in Petaluma, it was a very strange torrid affair with uh, Taco Bell. And Taco Bell used to be on East Washington, right near uh, where the KFC and the Whole Foods is now. It was that very 80s Taco Bell that you see, like with the bricks. And it was like, you know, when you drive by. With the neon lights that look like electricity. No, that's it. Sorry, Tanner. Older than that. There was this construction design for every single Taco Bell for a long time, kind of like there was for McDonald's. And you will see them now. There's a place called Bean Sushi in Roner Park that is also in an old Taco Bell. So you recognize that architecture, but it's, it's a Buffalo wing place now in Petaluma. So it closed, the Taco Bell closed in Petaluma and everyone was like, you know, kind of freaking out about it. And then they opened up the new Taco Bell on the corner of East Washington and Lakeville. And that one Tanner had the neon lights. It had all the crazy colors. It was like in line with their purple rebranding. And this is before their current one, which is more of like a nightclub. But in the nineties when they did it, it was a, Big deal that we got a new Taco Bell. And I swear to God, that Taco Bell drive-thru has never been empty from the moment they opened it in 1995. So when they opened that in Petaluma, it was like, damn, we got a new Taco Bell. And me and my mom would go. Then they came out with the double decker and the taco neck syndrome and all those like ridiculous like Taco Bell things from the 90s. So for me growing up, Taco Bell and the churros that they took away and then they tried to replace them with cinnamon twists, not nearly as good. I remember the churros. I've only ever known the cinnamon twist. Exactly. So they used to have churros. Lies. When they opened this Taco Bell, in Petaluma at least, they had churros and they were amazing. And then one day the machine was just gone. They're like, oh no, we have cinnamon twists. And I'm like, it's like a sugar packet. There's nothing in it. So you no know, cinnamon twists are actually made like a pasta. How so? It's essentially noodles of some sort that they have to boil. Well, it's nowhere near as good as bro. Fry it. Or deep it. fry it. I'm not a chef. <laughs> Did you have a Taco Bell for your childhood? Did you have a fast food place or a food place in general that was like a childhood memory must have? Yeah, ours was Taco Bell. It was absolutely Taco Bell. We didn't eat a lot of fast food when we were younger. We were kind of weren't allowed to. But what we were allowed to go to was Taco Bell because it was cheap as crap. And you could get food for like my mom, my brother and I for relatively cheap and my mom wouldn't have to cook dinner. It was a treat, even though it was cheap and we probably could have afforded it more than, you know, maybe once a month. But it was definitely, we loved the Taco Bell. I think my brother might even still have one of those stuffed chihuahuas with the Yokiero Taco Oh, legendary. Yeah. I believe either he has it or my dad has it somewhere. What would you what would you get there? What was your food there? I also had braces, so like eating the softest stuff was kind of what I would eat the most. So I would always get just like soft tacos and they used to do like beans with the hot sauce and cheese on top, just in like a little cup 
So it yeah. was most, I think it was pintos and beans is the way it was on the menu. So that's mm. usually what I ate. My go-to order is a chicken chalupa now. Taco Supreme uh, when I was a kid. And then when I got into college and it really started being a real envelope pusher, the cheesy gordita crunch really is just, just, just short of cocaine. It's just that dangerous. It's all about the Crunchwrap Supreme, guys. Tanner, I mean, obviously, Tanner, your love for Taco Bell is well documented on the show currently. Definitely. What was it growing up? Was it Dick's in Seattle? I mean, Dick's in Seattle is amazing, but I didn't really enjoy Dick's that much until I was an adult. Um, (laughs) That didn't come out right. (laughs) Please make that the we <laughs> yeah. should isolate it. That did not come out right. <laughs> no <comment. laughs> The Inside Froggy 92 <laughs> podcast. Go inside with Tanner. I didn't like dicks that much until I was like, oh. <laughs> subscribe now at Froggy Podcast. Oh, that's embarrassing. Because dicks was in the Seattle area, I didn't really have it that much until. I lived in Seattle as an adult. We didn't go to Seattle like because I lived in Tacoma, and so it was different. But I do want to tell you about the best food I had when I was a kid, or at least it was to me. It was the Tiffany's Skating Rink Cafeteria in Puyallup, Washington, by the river. This is made up. <laughs> one Friday night a month, we each got like one ticket to go to Tiffany's, and it was like all the kids in Puyallup went to the skating rink. And they had these nachos that hit so good, man. These nachos slapped. It was nachos, and then they have popcorn, like that movie theater popcorn, and they put it in the nachos. <laughs> and then they put this, like, sour stuff on top of it. And to me, that was the holy messiah of foods growing up. And I guarantee if I tried it now as an adult, I would probably vomit. Explains your eating habits. <laughs> <laughs> nachos? With movie theater popcorn. Yeah, with a sour drizzle. And what, what kind of cheese are we talking here? Are we talking like real cheese or cheese sauce? Oh, this is like the most low shelf cheese sauce you've ever heard of in your entire life. Like it was almost green at some points. Like it was like sitting on the shelves. This wasn't high quality food. I probably should have mentioned that at the top. However, when I think of my childhood, I think of Tiffany's skating rink, disgusting nachos. That right my mother should never have let me consume. So what's the, when you think of that, so this is why I'm asking this, what's the feeling you have? And we're talking about how much you like the food, but when you think of that, what's the feeling you have? A lot of feelings are associated with like smells, aromas, environments, and stuff like that. I just remember everything smelling slightly sweaty. My mom would let my brother and I go by ourselves. And that was like a big deal. So for me as a kid, I was like, yep, don't got Patty around. What's up? Some of my best memories as a kid was at that skating rink. So that's what it brings up to me. That's cool. That's cool. Amber, what do you, what do you got? Uh, weirdly enough, it was actually Burger King. Milledgeville was super late to get everything because <laughs> it's a small town in Georgia. It's not near an interstate or anything. So when we got the Burger King, it was like state of the art, like had the talking trash cans. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. When you throw away the trash, it's like, thank you. What? <laughs> I did not know those existed. It, yeah, I think it opened up in like 1995, but they had all like, they had the talking trash cans, these really interactive things. 
and we used to go all the time. The only downside was I was allergic to the wood chips in the playground. Oh. So after I would play, I would just be like broken out and like my eyes would be all red and watery. And But I just had like the best time because it was the best playground. And their burgers are good. Their fries are super like mediocre, but Burger King's delicious. And I also used to get the dino nuggets that they had for a while. Does anyone when they tried to have their new fries? Were you talking about when they like changed it to the healthier recipe like McDonald's did? No, before that, maybe, I don't know, 2004? Because everyone knows McDonald's fries are like the superior fries, the one Friday ruled the universe. Yeah. But Burger King rolled out and they're like, no, we got new fries. And they had a new recipe for their fries to try to like basically mimic the McDonald's fries. And then, of course, they had the chicken fries later. But Amber... You actually, sorry, I don't mean to double down on my own story, but you just made me remember something else faster related from my childhood that I have to share because it's so weird. You guys, uh, I know you haven't been to San Francisco a lot, but you know when you cross the Golden Gate Bridge, right when you first get into San Francisco, that's kind of an industrial area, right? You're for, at least right. can, that's like, mm-hmm. it's an area called the Presidio. It used to be a military base. I don't remember why we were there, but Dad and I were in San Francisco for some reason, and we were like trying to do something else we had to drop something off and we needed to get lunch and but you're in san francisco and it's like in san francisco where you're gonna park and it just my dad's yeah. and it's not a good thing so i'm sitting here going like i'm not gonna get food till we get back across the bridge and get we're in like this is gonna be a nightmare he goes oh no i know about the secret burger king i'm like what the heck are you talking about and so he starts like navigating underneath freeways in the first presidio in the Presidio, these are military buildings built in the 40s. This is like white wood and red tile roofs and like barracks. You know, this is not a, a commercial space. This is not a strip mall. And I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, no, no, secret Burger King. You are crazy. And then we pull into this parking lot and there inside one of these buildings is a legit public Burger King huh. in the Presidio. Because there were so many people who used to work at the military base and they had nowhere to eat. And so they literally put a Burger King in this building that was so big, it only took up half the building. So the rest of it was like literally a mess hall for 500 people that just never was serviced. But there was just like this like implanted hidden Burger King in the Presidio. It's closed now. But for a while. I was going to say, I want to have my birthday party there. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the candy clam story. This is exactly like the candy clam story. And where because of where it was, too, they had these giant windows. So it had this incredible view of the bay. So I was having like a, a like five hundred dollar dinner view of the bay, but with Burger King food. So it's kind of a fun memory. My my parents never really let me eat a Burger King. I, I have a distinct memory of my dad saying, We're a jack in the box family, you know. So, <laughs> and I still don't know what that means. That's a hot take. <laughs> yeah. I do. <laughs> there's a chain around here called foster's freeze which is mostly known for their soft serve but they also have like hamburgers and stuff but my mom was like no way no we don't get burgers there we only get the soft serve and it's like okay but foster freezes curly fries slap are they good so i've never had i was not i was told that my family was not uh of that kind. 
The last time I ate at a Foster Freeze was the one that's like up in Cloverdale probably 15 years ago. But at the time, they had the Superior Curly Fry. When, when I first moved to Sonoma County, there's the Foster's Freeze over on 4th Street. Sorry to everyone at Foster's Freeze. I went to Super Burger every time. <laughs> I actually have had, I think I have had a burger there. It was fine. The, the soft serve is, is superior though. The soft serve there is incredible. You dip it. Mm. So that's a little, I don't know, some fast food history. It just is sort of a different angle, you know, part of your, it's, it's a weird, it's part of your life and you never think, I, I find it interesting when you start talking about stuff like that, because it's literally like there's a physical location in your brain where that information is stored and you never access it. And then when you start digging it up, your brain's like, oh yeah, that, it starts dusting off that area of your brain. It's just always kind of interesting. Amber, you're up next. You get seven now. You like seven hours of sleep. Uh, what do you, uh, what's your story this week? I have taken some of Dano's property hostage. The story is I was online looking at fans and I am so sick of the fan we have now in our bedroom because it gets really angry for some reason at like 2 a.m. and it goes, Arr! it makes the loudest, terrible noise I've ever heard in my life. And I wanna throw it in the garbage. So I was researching like, what's the best silent fan? And basically everything that came up was the Dyson fans. I look up the price on the Dyson fans and I said, holy moly, this will never work. But I couldn't stop looking at them, like, because nothing else compares, you know? There's that There's that product, and you can't find it one off. What? What's the price? The cheapest one is $300. Yeah. I cannot get fan. behind a $300 fan. I'm sorry. Why? Because so it's not quite as loud? The You got to look them up. They're incredible. So I texted Dan, and I said, is it worth it? And he said, you can borrow mine. Big mistake huge i'm not giving it back <laughs> just kidding he's gonna get back i just keep forgetting to put it in my car but it's great and now i want to buy one so thanks a lot well it's an air purifier too the story behind my dyson fan that i have is my sister bought it during the 2017 wildfires because she was worried about air quality in san francisco and so it's an air purifier so it filters all the junk out of the air something happened and i can't remember what it was but Somehow she ended up with two. And so she said, you know, you're closer to the fire. I want you to have this because I ended up with two. And so that's how I ended up with it. But with a kid, it's so huge. That's just going to get knocked over and broken immediately in a home. Mm -hmm. So I just put it in my office. And, uh, you know, it's the office gets hot from time to time. But that's how I haven't been too hard on you, Amber, because I actually didn't pay anything for it. Would you pay for it, having it for as long as you've had it? It's a great product. I, I probably would buy the one that's hot and cold. Uh, what? There's a hot and cold option? Yeah. It's really expensive, like almost $900. Who has $900 to spend on? There's AC and heat. Okay. So, no, I didn't spend that kind of money on that. What I will say is that Eloy, our good friend from Hot 1017, paid a ridiculous amount for a Dyson hair dryer. However, every once in a while, the Dyson products go uh, on sale on a couple different platforms and they allow payment plans. So you only pay like 50 bucks a month or something like that. You kind of work it out. So that's something that you may want to look into if it is something that 
you want so that you don't have to come up with the whatever $400 or whatever it is. You can maybe pay 50 bucks a month for eight months or whatever. I just never thought you'd have to go on a payment plan for a fan. But <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. Well, I was going to ask, is there a product that you've considered or have maybe paid like a really ridiculous amount of money on? That'll make me feel better about maybe possibly buying this Dyson fan. Oh, yeah. I just did it. What was it? I spent $850 on a garage door opener. Well. Sweet. I mean, <laughs> what's so special about it? I do this frequently, which is that I don't spend. I'm not a spender. You Like, Shopaholic is not my name. I'm not getting a bunch of, I'm not, like, going binging on Amazon. I save. I have plans and everything. If I have to buy something... I buy the quality thing and or the thing that has the feature that I really want. So I value that. Our garage door was slowly going out and the remote wouldn't work. And I was literally having to like press the button on the wall and then run and jump over the I-beam to get to my car. It was not working. Oof. So I called a buddy who owns a garage door business. Door business. And he's like, yeah, we'll get you a direct drive. Like, you know, it'll be all set up, be 550. But I had been Googling and I was like, dude, I know they make them so that they're wall mounted. Meaning like usually with a garage door, you've got that thing hanging in the center and then the long chain, right? Yeah. Imagine instead that you've just got a piece wall to, uh, mounted right next to the door itself and it just twists the door up. So you actually have nothing hanging. Oh. Totally silent. silent. It's a deadbolt. So, so uh, yeah, I, with, with install, I spent 850 on a, uh, on a garage door. But hey, the thing is, if it makes you happy, if it makes you happy, if a silent garage door opener makes you happy, if a, if a Dyson fan makes you happy, it makes you happy. I just bought AirPods Pro. That's my thing that I spend stupid money on. It's like the new ones or whatever that have noise cancellation built into them. And so they were $230 for a pair of AirPods, which is pretty dumb if I'm being completely honest. But, I mean, I, I love these things. You can turn noise cancellation off so I can, you know, be in another room and, you know, not hear ruckus, my cats beating the crap out of each other in the other room and all that stuff. It'll come handy when I have kids someday. Jen? I'm not a big shopper. My wife, on the other hand, is. Um, we don't really buy anything. Like, we bought a new couch when we moved, but, like, our old couch was old. And we had gotten it secondhand anyway. So it's not necessarily like something frivolous. I, I, de I did look into getting a Peloton near the beginning Those are of dope. quarantine. And I like kind of was going back and forth on it. Because for me, I'm not going to go to a gym. It's not going to happen because I don't want to. But if I can sit in my own house and watch Law & Order reruns and be on the Peloton, I can do it. And Katie looked it up and it was relatively cheap and doing a monthly payment, but there's not really anywhere to put it. And I didn't want to just have it taking up space. And I also yeah, the, guilty the screen's like as big as a normal TV. Yeah. So we, we passed on it, but I did consider it. What about that vacuum cleaner? Didn't you buy like a really expensive vacuum cleaner recently? It, that was Katie's Christmas gift to me because we had a Dyson vacuum cleaner that was like Katie's grandma's from 30 years ago. And it actually still worked pretty well but it's massive and you always had to clean my hair out of the bottom of it and it was bulky and it took up a lot of space so for Christmas I got the Dyson uh, cordless pet 
vacuum cleaner. That's but you got so cool. It's cordless. <clears throat> yeah. I've seen those at Costco and I want it so bad. We have the Dyson canister one. I think it's called a canister. Whatever. The, the, it's got the yellow top and it's like the unit and then it's got the hose. Mm-hmm. And that, that was 500 bucks and uh, was, worth, was worth every penny. Uh, it is the best vacuum I have ever owned. A piece did break on it and Dyson replaced it without hesitation. Uh, so they, I'm a big Dyson fan. Yeah. Dyson's getting a lot of love today. <laughs> I also Frog said, 2.9 brought to you by Dyson. I also just said, I'm a big Dyson fan. <laughs> That's what started the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Amber, what's the verdict? What are you gonna What are you gonna do? I don't know. Don't do it. You could buy twelve well, fans for the price of. <laughs> Cole is urging me to do a little more research, and he was like, "If you even spent like a hundred and fifty dollars on a fan, that would be more acceptable than like three hundred dollars." Here's what I don't understand: Don't you have AC in the apartment? Uh, we do. The fan just helps circulate in our bedroom. It just gets really hot in our bedroom for some reason. Even bought this plastic cover that goes on top of that thing up there. But what's that thing called? Where the air comes out? The air vent. Oh, why can't I think of it? We bought this little plastic thing that sticks on there and it like directs the air more. And that didn't really help either. So we tried the fan and the fan... It's just loud and angry, so we're just trying to figure out how to make us more comfortable at night. Is life better with the Dyson fan I loaned you? Yes. Did you did it you is. figure app? Can you turn it up and down? Yeah, Cole figured it out. Um, but it's great, and it doesn't. I mean, it it's not completely silent, but it's like it's almost like white noise rather than that our other fan does i'm like what are you doing you guys just keep that till things even out we'll figure it out but we're holding it hostage for at least one more night una noche una noche (laughs) tanner you won't get that but that's a song from a group called 98 degrees (laughs) oh i don't think i was born yet (laughs) this is how hot it is in my room una noche jen you also need seven hours of sleep, and you're up next. As I mentioned a minute or two ago, I'm not much of a shopper, but my wife is. So we went to Target the other day on Santa Rosa Avenue, and we were about to pull out of the parking lot, and she goes, ah, is Marshall's open? It was not. She was there. So we turned at, like towards the end, going like towards Taco Bell, realized that Old Navy was open, so we were going shopping. And I made a simple but life-changing purchase. Men's sweatpants shorts. When I get home from work, the leggings come off and the sweatpants come on. But when it's hot, taking off leggings is not, those aren't comfortable in the heat. Sweatpants aren't comfortable in the heat. Sweatpants shorts. They got big pockets that fit my phone. They are cozy. They were on sale for only $20, and it's one of the greatest purchases I have made in a year, at least. Jen, welcome to my life when I come home. First thing I do is pants off, sweat shorts on. Purchase. Yes, see? Those sweatpants shorts. 
these are more the dry shorts I think that Amber was talking about. But yeah, I, I live in these. Yeah, I have like basketball shorts, but like once it kind of kind of starts cooling off in the evening, you want something that's a little bit warm but still cool. Yeah. And man, they're the most comfortable thing I've ever purchased. So my question to you guys is like, what's something really simple or silly that you purchased that was just like game changer or like you don't know how you lived without it before? Mm. mine would have to be my thick boy nation sweatshirt i don't know uh, what that is. It, it's literally a sweatshirt that says thick boy nation uh, i have like a bunch of sweatshirts but they're those sweatshirts like those t-shirts that dano was talking about they're like those cotton sweatshirts that are like kind of restrictive they don't really move with your body and i've never invested in a high quality sweatshirt before so the one that i went with was my thick boy nation sweatshirt it's made like with material that like the type of t-shirt that Dano's wearing right now, kind of that soft, breathable, thin sweatshirt. I love wearing a sweatshirt. I will live in a sweatshirt if I can. Sweat pants, shorts, and sweatshirt is my world when I go home. So buying a high quality sweatshirt would probably be that for me. I'm probably going to buy one of those like Nike, really nice sweatshirts soon. So that's it for me. Nice. Mm. Anyone else? Amber. Amber. Adidas joggers. Mm. they're incredible they're comfortable they fit me well and they have pockets and i typically just immediately put them on when i come home kind of like you jen but i was gonna say victoria's secret if you do support them had like the women's brand of like sweatshirt pink, shorts pink. is that pink it, yeah 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 so i had a like neon pink pair that were very comfortable and had pockets, but Ooh. they, I ripped a hole in the butt, which is what I do for a lot of things. But if they still have them, you should check them out because they're great. I shall. That should be the promo right there. I ripped a hole in the butt. My purchase would probably be high quality flip flops. Uh, I wore like the dollar store target discount bin flip-flops for forever and i would always get blisters and all kinds of stuff like that and then i started you know putting down it's not they're not that much it's like 50 bucks but mm -hmm. like the difference between putting on a real flip-flop you put it on you're like oh i can walk around in this like it's a shoe is just inevitably they break I've, I've lost a few pairs r.i.p i bury them and uh, <laughs> and then and it's like on me to go buy a new pair. And then uh, I always forget what my size is. And then the sizes, because you don't see, there's no size in the bottom of this thing. And I keep the box. Mm -hmm. I always forget what my size is. And I would venture to say, I think flip-flops are maybe one of the only, at least for guys, close to impossible to buy online, at least for me. Because yes. the sizes are all over the map. And you just, ha I mean... You just have to feel it under your foot. So uh, there's there's a surf shop in Petaluma whose name escapes me, but it's downtown on Kentucky. And I uh, I rolled in there and got two pairs because I was like, I'm not going to save myself the effort. Yeah. So I got a black pair and I got kind of like a rain, I think the rainbow sandals. And uh, so that's my, my answer. I have not been successful whatsoever. I think my next purchase, something like that, Luke Combs put out a line of Crocs. Mm. And I think I'm going to buy some Luke. Yeah. You're going Crocs. Well, they're Luke Combs Crocs. They're cool. 
I did enter to win a pair of those when they got mm-hmm. released just to have a pair in the office, but I did not win. Dang. Uh, the, the story is, I just Googled it, Sonoma Coast Surf and Skate. And uh, it's a cool shop. And they were very cool to me in there. The prices were reasonable for what I bought. And uh, Tanner, I would highly recommend it. They had a huge wall of a lot of different options. All right, everybody. Thanks for sharing your story this week. This is Inside Froggy 92.9. And would you believe we have a lot more of these? Dozens, in fact. Uh, So dig in. Check out more episodes right now. Leave us a review if you're on the Apple Podcast app. We'll read it here on the show. And we will see you next week. And someday, y'all, we'll even all be in the same room together again. Can't wait. Dito. Okay, y'all. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Inside Froggy 92.9 with Jen, Dano, and Amber and Tanner in the morning. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. And stay up to date with the team on Instagram or Facebook. Follow at Froggy 929. Inside Froggy 92.9 from Amaturo Sonoma Media Group.